thanks you guys I, I love the fact that uh, we have a church that we do have a script I promise um, and Hector's always messing it up I've been working with him now for four, five years trying to work on that we're gonna be we're gonna make it aren't we buddy yeah man hey we're talking today about strength and courage seems appropriate with that song doesn't it strength and courage have you ever felt like you were just on a hamster wheel and you're just going nowhere but you're running really fast or maybe you're, you're someone like me and you're like goal-oriented and you're trying to kill it but it feels like the harder you work the, the more you slip back been there done that I I believe the Lord has called us to win in this life I believe he he desires that we have a winning attitude that we have this desire to overcome and I think to do so, we have a lot of different attributes that we can bring to the party that help make that good. Things like vision or focus or planning, maybe time management or just pure grit. But I believe maybe one, one of the most important things is that we're people of courage. People of courage, the kind of people, I don't mean the kind of people who show that they're courageous for a photo op. I don't mean the folks who, who claim to be courageous so they get a, a name on a newspaper. I'm talking about people who deep down within them do the courageous things day after day. The mom who is doing everything she can do to hold a family together. The dad who's working four jobs to try to provide well for the family. The person who stops to help somebody who's in need. That person who genuinely listens when you talk. The teacher who pours into that group of students and yet gets criticized for everything they do. For the person who leads a group or the person that answers a doorbell or the person that empties a trash, when I look around and I think, we have to be people of courage. We have to be people of courage that can face whatever this world has offered us. As a matter of fact, we live in a day where without courage, this life will suck the life out of you. All you've got to do is watch the news for five minutes and begin to think, dear Lord, how are we going to ever get to lunch tomorrow? And the answer is... We're going to do that because the Lord, unless he chooses to come back, is going to will tomorrow to happen. You get up, put your britches on, and you go, right? But that's courageous. I have found that courage, though, is, is rarely ever created by some external circumstance. Now, it, that may drive us to act courageously, but the circumstance, whatever's around us, our environment, it can never call courage out of us. You see, I believe with all my heart that every one of us have been given this extraordinary dose of courage within us. And I believe the Lord is calling for us as followers of Jesus to let what, that well up within in us so that we can get it out of us. That we're to live courageously. Webster's Dictionary says that they define courage this way. That quality of mind which enables one to meet danger and difficulties with firmness or valor. So like if you're a blended family, you were courageous just to try. I mean, if, if, you're, if you're trying to lead somebody else's child and you're in a parental role, let me just say, good for you. Because you know what? This is not for the faint of heart. If your parent is aging and you're having to care for your parent, it is not for the faint of heart. If your teenager is off the rails, this is not for the faint of heart. If you have a job that's on the edge, this is not for the faint of heart. We better well up because this is the day in which we need courage. There's probably no better scripture in all of the 66 books of scripture that speaks more to being strong and courageous than Joshua chapter one. Now, the little background here is Moses has been the leader of the people of Israel for 40 plus years, and he has led them out of captivity. He's left Egypt. They've gone through all the plagues. They leave, and they're out there for 40 years wandering around. 
Now, if you've ever been over to the Middle East, one of the things you can see is when you wander around in the Middle East, you're tired. Because, man, it's, it's, it is not for the faint of heart. It took courage to lead those people. But now Moses is out of the picture and Joshua has to fill his shoes. And Joshua has to step in. So in Joshua chapter 1, we begin in verse 1. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. And he said, my Moses, my servant is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I am giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land I have given you. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous. For you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors that I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all of the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything within it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Then Joshua called the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. And he told them, remember what Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you. The Lord your God is giving you a place of rest. He has given you this land. And in verse 16, as you start wrapping up this story, they answered Joshua, we will do whatever you command us and we will go wherever you send us. We will obey you just as we obeyed Moses, which should have sent chills down his spine. And may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Anyone who rebels against your orders and does not obey your words and everything you command will be put to death. So be strong and courageous. Moses has been the leader. And now Joshua has to take his mess and move on. Now I think everything we know about Moses, we'd say that's a pretty courageous dude. I mean, he stood in front of the waters and said in the name of God, part. And they did. This is Moses set out in in the bulrushes as a baby. This is Moses. But the same guy who killed an Egyptian was the same guy who led God's people. And you say, well, Chuck, what's the big deal about that? Well, listen, all of us, none of us here have gone through our life in perfection. None of us have brought to the party of God's kingdom perfection found in us, around us, or for us. All we find is that where perfection rests is in the power and the presence of God himself. So for us to be anything close to that kind of strong, that kind of courageous, and that kind of perfect, then we have to trust the God within us. And so you hear over and over three separate times some version of be strong and courageous. First, he promises Joshua, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And so what we find immediately is wherever you go, I'm going to be with you just like I was with Moses. Then second, he says, be careful to obey all the law because if you do, you're going to be wildly successful. But the lesson here is, and if you don't, you're going to totally mess this deal up. And so what we see is wherever you go, I'm going to be with you like I was with Moses. Wherever you go, study and meditate on my words so that I can do what only I can do like I did with Moses. And then the third time we see his deep concern for this possibly nervous servant, Joshua. Have I not commanded you? 
Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Listen, folks, what God is saying to Joshua over and over again is this, that you don't have to be strong and courageous. What you have to do is let the God within you to well up in strength and courage. You see, the challenge for you and I is, if we can't well up strength and courage based on our environment and what is around us, how do we get that strength and courage? How do we find strength and courage? Where is it going to come from? Now watch this, in our own feeble human way, we have messed up and we have not kept that book of laws. We have not kept them. And so sin entered into our life, into humanity. And so in doing so, the simple fact like that song saying, we yet want to be and God longs for us to be his child. And so we choose to be his child. God could have thumped us on the head and said, we're going to make everybody this. But God gave you a will. God gave you the ability to choose. God, I want to choose that you're going to allow your son, Christ, to forgive me of my sin, come live within my life, and I then get to be the recipient of the Spirit of God. And you say, well, Chuck, that makes no sense whatsoever. Well, let's break it down a little easier. So God the Father, in his creation and being perfect, looked at his creation found in me and you and saw in us sinful people. And yet, he still loves us. Not one time does the scripture ever say, get all your junk together and then come to God. Over and over, the text says, while you're still in all your junk, come on because you can't do anything to make God not love you. You can't make God not love you. Now, you might be sitting here, well, Chuck, you, you don't know where I was at last night. Doesn't matter. You can't make God not love you. God loves you. And if you're sitting here today and you're saying, Chuck, I, I can't even wrap my head around it. Me either. I, I can't explain that one. I can't imagine a God who knows everything there is to know about me still looking at me and say, and Chuck, I still love you even. Because I think about that and I think to myself, wow, there is no, not, nothing here that should give God my creator reason to love me. But I'll promise you, when I said, Jesus, come live in my life and take over, the gift that I got was the Spirit of God. See, God sent his son that he might die for me, for forgiveness of my sin and yours. And when I ask him to do that, the gift I get is the presence of God's Spirit, which now lives within me. That's why we don't have to count on an external source for strength and courage. The place to well up and find strength and courage is in the Spirit of God that is working within us. So if you're here today and say, I've never experienced that in my life, then and maybe, the, maybe the, the place to start for you and I would be, okay, let's get Jesus in the right priority of our life. That's why we would say that the Bible is a big deal. Why? If you meditate on these things, you're going to be wildly successful. Why is Jesus the single biggest deal? Because when you give him his life, he gives you his spirit. And when that spirit is welling up within you, you now have to tap into the resource that is all there for you with strength and with courage. You see, courage isn't when we say something. Courage isn't when we just talk. Courage comes with it, the ability that I'm going to be a part of a solution. Courage, anybody can hide behind a keyboard these days. Have you noticed some of the stupid things Christian people say on Facebook? I mean, seriously, I see folks blaming all kinds of stuff on God and I'm thinking to myself, he didn't want any part of that. We can all hide behind a keyboard. What I would say is courage is when you choose to live for God when the rest of the world chooses not to. To stand for God when everybody's kneeling for something else and kneel for God when the rest of the world is standing. But that courage is not within you apart from the Spirit of God 
being turned loose within you that you might choose to follow his path, his way, his will. And so when you look at that, you think, okay, wait a minute, Chuck. If that's the whole picture, it's probably easy for you, isn't it, Chuck? I mean, you're a preacher. What could go wrong in your world? Y'all. I mean, here's what can go wrong in a preacher's world. You can grow up in a preacher's home. Man, ain't no fun in that. You, you can hold the hand of a spouse that's dying a foot and a half from you. You can try to care for your mom while dementia is slowly taking away your life. You can find a way to get your dad from his favorite chair to the back of a hearse. You can lay in bed and wonder, okay, do we spend what little money we've got on gas or in groceries this week? You can stand before a bankruptcy judge and in the middle of that pull it and still your credit be trashed for seven years. I've had some pretty gnarly junk going in my life. You know where strength and courage comes from? When in the middle of all that, you know God is still working in his kid. And I wanna urge you, whatever you're in the middle of today, stop trying to pray your way out of it and start asking God to reveal to you why he's got you there. I am convinced that had it not been for so many of those things happening in my life, not only would I have been an awful pastor, I would have never had the opportunity to be a pastor. How could I say that? How could I ever recognize that? It's this one thing. When you step back away from it, you look, this is one of the best things that ever happened in my life. This is one of the greatest experiences of my life. I am now more happy, more fulfilled, and more excited about not just my life as a pastor, but my life with Jenny and the girls in our home. And, but how? How do you live through all that junk? Well, it's just one thing. God said he promised he would never leave you. He would never forsake you. Go be strong and courageous. How can you know that's there? Because the spirit of God dwells within me. How do I know that? Because I've given my life to Christ. How do I know that work? Because God promised it. Strength and courage is not coming from the outside sources. It's welling up from within us. God promised to be with Joshua at difficult times. He said, as I was with Moses. That promise has extraordinary meaning. But he also said, I want you to obey me. I want you to study on this. There are times in our life when we need someone to say, take courage or take heart. There are times we need somebody to just give us a, a pat on the back and just say, come on, let's do this. When we're discouraged, we need to hear someone say that, take courage. Why is it that at this church makes it a big deal about being encouraged before you walk out the door? Because if there's ever been a place you ought to be encouraged is in the house of God. The place that we ought to be blessed is in the house of God. The place where we ought to find people that are saying, come on, let's do it, is in the house of God. But the only way that's true is you're willing to let yourself be in the midst of that. Which means we've got to stop critiquing everybody else and worry about this soul, this heart, and this strength. You've got to let God do what he wants to do in your heart and stop pointing fingers at everybody else's heart. All you've got to do is look and see how Christians try to devour themselves by how we massacred Joel Osteen this past week. Give me a break. Are you there? Do you know what happened? Do you know what they do? Do you know how they've done it? And if you do, fine, say it. And if you don't, shut up. 
That wasn't in my notes. I'm sorry about that. Here's a few reasons we ought to have strength and courage. Are you ready? Because the divine God himself is with us. I, I, I remember when my mom, uh, we'd moved back to Daytona from uh, Rhode Island. I was, I was in sixth grade and um, mom dropped me off in front of Seabreeze Junior High School. I'm so old, it was before they called it middle school. And she dropped me off in sixth grade and here were her instructions. Son, you just go in that door. I think the office is either on the right or the left and go in and register. I love you. And she headed out. And I thought to myself, mom, you're killing me. I don't know a blessed soul in a school. So I walk in like, you know, howdy doody had come to town and I don't, I'm not dressed like any kid. I don't know any kid. I go in and I tell this lady I'm here to register. And she says, where's your parents? And I said, mom just went that way. Well, where's your dad? Well, he's a pastor. And you know what she said? Oh, honey. And she took me and kind of figured it all out. Even little things like that can scare you to death, can't they? Seriously, can't those things just drive you crazy? I look at this and I think to myself, I, I'm grateful that when I was in sixth grade, the Lord walked in front of me and he walked within me and he walked behind me. And you know what? I'm still around. How, how, how cool is that? Aren't there those times you've had in your life? You see, I believe we ought to be able to look back and claim Joshua 1.9. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. In Deuteronomy 31.6, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. You see, we can take courage because we aren't facing all this alone. I'm not having to face this world on my own. We are able to claim the fact that God promised he'll be with you. And you say, well, I don't know where he was with me when I lost my job. Oh, he was the same place he was with his son when he gave his life, right beside you. Maybe instead of trying to pray away the difficulty, we might start praying, Lord, what are you trying to teach me? Maybe it ought to be, Lord, I'm in the middle of this. I'm going to take great strength and courage because I know you're here with me. Another reason we ought to be able to be strong and courageous is because God has a plan for us. In Acts chapter 23, 11, the following night, the Lord stood by him and said, are you ready? Take courage, for as you have testified to the facts about me in Jerusalem, so you must testify also in Rome. The message that God is giving Paul is when you go to Rome where everybody knows what you really are, now you're going to really do the work. Do you think going in there trying to preach Christ after he'd been murdering Christians, now that would be something to be a little freaked out about, wouldn't it? But he has a plan for us. God's a pl- a, God is accomplishing his work through us, for us, and for his glory. And he never fails to complete his plan. God is with you. You know another reason? Because Jesus has overcome the world. I love winners, don't you? Everybody I know is pulling for whoever wins. I mean, it's amazing to me. Like when the Braves have a great season, I mean, we're an uh, when the Braves are not, we're like Based on everything I know, every human on the planet was there the night the Braves won their World Series. Oh, I remember right where I was. You say, well, do you remember where you were at game 101 in 2017? Not a clue. God has a plan for us, but he's overcome the world. Listen to what Jesus said in John 16. I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you may have tribulation, but take heart. I've overcome the world. Jesus said, we're going to have problems, and he also said, I'm going to walk you through them. He said, you're going to have tribulation, you're going to have trials, you're going to have problems, 
And sometimes you're going to create them, and other times I'm just going to allow this to happen. Either way, I'm going to give you the opportunity to grow up through them so that you can call on strength and courage. You know, another good reason is that because nothing can separate us from God's love. Listen to what Romans chapter 8 verse 35 says. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, or danger, or sword? No. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Romans 8, 38 and 39. For I am sure that neither death nor life, angels or rulers, things present, things to come, powers, height, depth, or anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing. One of the most difficult things to try to convince somebody is God loves the messed up you, the original you, not the one you hide, not the one you put makeup on for, not the one you come to church and present yourself to be. God loves the real deal, you. You are his creation. Nothing in all creation can keep him from loving you. Now here's a tweetable word for the day, you ready? Be fearless in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. What is it that's within you that God is wanting through the strength and courage that he wells up within you that he wants to get out of you? If God is calling you to be a part of something, to do something, to write something, to build something, he is saying, take strength and courage, get it out of you. And here's why, the last reason, because God himself will strengthen us. In Isaiah chapter 12, verse 2, the text says, behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid for the Lord God is my strength and my song and he has become my salvation. In Isaiah 41.10, fear not for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. We don't have to somehow summon up strength and courage from within our own power and our own self. We don't have the strength and the courage to part Red Sea or to, or to be cheerful in the midst of when our kids melt down or when the job is ended or the doctor says you've got cancer. But God does. And he will pour his strength and his courage into us so that what's within us can get out of us. So that we can take courage. To, we, we can be strong. How? Because he is living within us, calling that up, and it's his strength, his power. So today I'd say, maybe you're here and you'd say, Chuck, I, I want some of that. I want some of that Red Sea parting power. I, 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 I need that work happening in me. I wanna be able to, when I, when I tackle something difficult this week, I wanna call on that strength. I wanna call on that courage. Well, then if you wanna call on that strength and that courage, you've got to introduce yourself to the source of it. You've gotta introduce yourself to to forgiveness. God, I'm so sorry. I know I've made bad decisions. I know I've made some poor decisions. Please forgive me. Come into my life. Say, Jesus, thank you for dying for me and raising from the dead for me as punishment for my sin. And I want to turn my life around. I want to make a U-turn of my life. I want to live for you, God, not for me. And you see, God promises that when you call on his name to do that, he will always answer you. And you say, well, Chuck, I probably just need a few more weeks to kind of get my junk together. Okay, hear this loud and clear. God cares about your junk, but you gotta let him deal with it or all you're gonna do is pile up more junk. You gotta trust him with it. If you want strength, you want courage to deal with whatever's ahead of you, you got to clean out all of me and you got to get in all of him. 
Because that's where strength and that's where courage comes from. Be, be encouraged today. God loves you. He loved you enough to send his son to die for you. He loved you enough for his son to return to heaven and sit by his right hand and create a home for you. And he left you a gift that indwells inside of our soul and wells up strength and courage to say, that's what I need. So today, let's go back to the source and let's claim strength and courage in the name of Jesus. Would you pray with me? With heads bowed, with eyes closed. My friend, if today you wanna say, Chuck, I, I need that. I need that in my life. And I, I want my life to count for something more than just this. I, I, I want strength, I want courage. Then it's just simple. Jesus, please forgive me. Come into my life. Thank you for dying for me, for raising from the dead for me as payment for my sin. I want to turn around. I want to live for you all the days of my life. Would you give me strength and courage? Nobody's looking around, but if, that, if that's the desire of your heart, just kind of slip your hand up so I can pray for you. And you say, that's what I want. Amen. 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 Yeah. Man, 14, 15 people around this room. If that's your prayer, just say, God, that's me. That's what I want. That's what I need. Jesus, thank you that when we need strength, when we need courage, all we have to do is come to you and it is there and available to us in abundance. So Lord, we wanna trust you, not only with what we do, but who we are. Let us live in strength and courage that we find as we rest in the arms of our Savior. Lord, thank you for hearing us, for answering us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.